0: cartel Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dirty Cleats podcast. I am your host, Dr. Dope Cope, and this is where we talk all things football explicitly and with as much bias as you can take. Thank you so much for tuning in today. On today's episode, you guys have me on the solo tip, and we're going to be taking a look at the studs of this season so far. Can you believe it's already midway through the season? I can't. So let's get into it. Okay, so we're halfway through the season, and there's some guys out there that we would say if the season ended today, they would take home some awards. Uh, We're going to get into that starting with, you know, the most coveted MVP award. Now, last week made the race a tad tighter for me. If you've listened to this show this season already, you know I have Russell Wilson in the running to be the NFL's MVP this year. He's had a rough past couple weeks and the Chiefs were on bye, so Patrick couldn't put up any numbers, but that race between those two really got tightened this, this weekend and you know, Russell has already been doing some great things. 28 touchdown passes through the first eight games. Third most ever to do that behind the great Tom Brady and the great Peyton Manning. He's on pace to finish with 56 touchdowns, which would break Peyton Manning's single season record of 55. The Seahawks are also throwing up a lot of numbers in their games. They scored 30 at least 30 in seven of the first eight. And in that, in that other one, they they scored 27. So, you know, they're averaging about 34 points a game, you know, and that's, that's top 10 since the merger in the NFL. Um, so, you know, they're doing some spectacular things. Every time this, the Seahawks are playing, the commentators are going in about this guy he's throwing to, D.K. Metcalf. He is a phenomenon. You know, his, his body type for a wide receiver is pretty much ideal. You know, I haven't seen an athlete, a wide receiver athlete like that probably since Calvin Johnson. Uh, he's just such a dynamic player. And Russell Wilson is really, really lucky to have somebody like that on his side. Tyler Lockett and Metcalf make for a great duo. The running game with the backup, Carlos Hyde, has proved to be a lot better this year than it was last year. Um, It's just that, you know, we got this other guy in the league, Patrick Mahomes, and and he's not going to go down easy. You know, he's right there, number two with touchdown passes uh, in Kansas City. and, And they have a plethora of wide receivers that they can definitely distribute the ball to. My thing is with the MVP, you know, I'm I'm only talking about quarterbacks. And usually, usually that's how the NFL goes or leans towards a quarterback being the MVP. The only other guy could potentially, potentially see even being in the mix is Aaron Rodgers. Really long shot for him to win it. Uh, we're going to see how Green Bay ends up this year. But if I would to bet some money, I'm going to say Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes is going to take that home. So we're going to see how that shakes out. Next, I'll move on to the offensive player of the year. And this was this was a harder, harder choice for me, because if I had to pick one, I would definitely pick MVP being Russell Wilson. So between the options that are left, I'm I'm either going with Patrick Mahomes or I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. And we can talk a little bit about Dalvin Cook right here because the man has been cooking, okay? Uh, Minnesota really didn't start out that well this year. They just really never got their groove. However, the last, I would say, the last month, Dalvin Cook has definitely put this team on his back and, and grinded out some wins for them. I mean... Scoring three and four touchdowns a night, that's an offensive player of the year, especially when you're not the quarterback. Zimmer loves his running game and his defense is stout. But this running game that they have, you know, Dalvin Cook finds a way regardless. And he's a north to south runner. He runs hard. He runs strong. I was a little nervous last week. I'm not gonna lie, a little nervous for you Vikings fans out there because when he went down, I didn't know what it was for, but I held my breath because he was he was literally your saving grace for the season. I honestly didn't think these guys were gonna pick up any wins at first, but they're putting it together now. And you know, in that NFC in that NFC North division, it's tough. You got the Packers who always are dominating year after year. Somehow the Bears are coming out of this year with, you know, a handful of wins already. That matchup, that divisional matchup on Monday night was truly amazing. It's, it's everything you want from a divisional matchup. You know, you got the Bears who switched up quarterbacks. You know, they're trying to reinvent themselves. They're trying to win games. You know, their defense is putting together some turnovers for the offense to come back and score. Nick Foles, he just he's not really putting that touch on the ball that that's needed to make a, a great completion. You know, it's either too far or or you know, over the head and it is just not it's just not working for me this year, seeing Foles in Chicago. And then you got the Vikings, who, as I said, you know, started out real rough this year but they have a great core to their team behind that defense. You know, they, they can turn the ball over too. They, uh they got some takeaways in that game and it proved to be very important for Kirk to convert to the touchdowns. And I think that he did exactly what he was supposed to do on Monday night. And that was impressive for me. So, um, I'm really liking Dalvin Cook this year. He's been very impressive for me as a running back. I think in my mind behind Alvin Kamara, he's probably he's probably the best that, that's out there right now. I can speak a little bit about Alvin Kamara because it's it's very close right now with him and Dalvin Cook being the offensive player of the year. I mean, he's a very skilled player, Alvin Kamara, you know, a threat to a lot of defenses out there. I mean, he's—I mean, he's top three when it comes to the amount of yards per route run, and you know, he's a running back, you know. And so then you—you you look at the running back stats, and he's averaging almost five yards per attempt. So, so just think about it for defense. If you're looking across the field on first and ten, and you see this guy, and you know he's gonna get at least four on you. You know what I'm saying? That, that makes for a short field. That's the kind of guy I want in my backfield. But we're talking about I'm I'm just rooting for the underdog here. I love Alvin Kamara, and I love the Saints, as we all know. But I'll, I'll root for Dalvin Cook to get this offensive player of the year because he is the most valuable player on his team, and they need him. Um, and that's the only that's the only reason I guess I'm leaning towards him. Alright, let's see who else we got out here. Let's get to the defense. Decent defensive player of the year. So far, I'm just I'm just still so very impressed with Aaron Donald. Held a pit. And it's it's no bias. Who am I kidding? It's all bias, okay? It's all bias. But at the end of the day, the man dominates. Okay. And his pressure statistics are just the best. You know, when it comes to edge rushers, there's guys, you know, that can get to the quarterback, and then there's guys like Aaron Donald, who are relentless. And that's exactly what I see from him when he's on the field. Um you know, trying to pick somebody else for this award is just the it it just shouldn't happen. I mean, you have your Miles Garrett and you have your i don't know even TJ Watt i guess but um but there's no doubt about it in my mind that Aaron Donald will win this he's getting doubled pretty much uh, the whole game um uh, and and offenses really have to work up schemes for this one player in particular and it's not really like you know the Rams have a bunch of all stars or a bunch of first round picks, like say Washington's defensive line, but this guy right here, a true stud, he's great, and he's doing he's do, he's doing better than anyone else since I would say I don't know. Sheesh! I can't even. I asked what JJ Watt was in his prime, and he, and he was on a tear. You know, it's hard for defenses out here, and I think that they are at a disadvantage um when it comes to getting to the quarterback there's so many rules now about what what's okay and what's not and and how just protecting the quarterback overall um and this guy does it with class you know what i'm saying he's he's the man he's the man for sure i'm a i'm a big aaron donald fan <laughs> Okay, so let's get into a segment that I'm calling, oh, come on. Now, this is one of my favorite phrases to say just throughout life. I'm going to apply this to football right now, and we're going to talk about, you guessed it, the Washington football team. Okay, guys, the reason Alex Smith is playing right now is because we saw how Kyle Allen got injured. This man, this man, pretty much in the same location where Alex Smith met his demise, he got hurt. It's like it's like it's a curse or something. Now, I used to I used to not try to subscribe to the whole, oh, we're cursed thing, you know, but now it's not it's not sounding all that odd, you know, two quarterbacks. Two recent quarterbacks, very gruesome injuries. You know, while Kyle, I don't think Kyle displaced his his ankle; it was just dislocated. It still looked crazy. I mean, I wouldn't want to be him. And then you got to think back to Joe Theismann. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, can we protect anyone? I don't. I don't really think that we can. So I'm looking back at the injury and I'm just like, oh, come on. No way. Complete loss for words. Heart goes out to Kyle Allen and his family. I hope his recovery goes well. This is not how I want Alex Smith to start. But I think that with him at the helm and hopefully, hopefully some throwaways or some laying downs and not some scrambles we'll get a couple more wins but these quarterbacks you know and Dwayne just wants to play you know what I'm saying like in my head if I was him I would consider myself lucky to be on the sideline and not be the quarterback in Washington because things like that happen And what if that was him see nah Sit out this year, young boy. I'm trying to tell you, you don't want to get back there. All right. So moving right along, this let's take a little break from the players and let's get into the coach of the year halfway through. This one, I'm not as well versed on, you know, but just looking around the league, and I promise I'm not trying to show any favoritism, but I'm going to have to go ahead and give that to my man, Mike Tomlin. You know, he's out there in Pittsburgh doing things that ain't even been done before in Pittsburgh. You know, first it was starting out with that 8-0 and uh, mark. First time in their franchise history. And guess what? Now they're 9-0. and He has this record already, not sure if you guys know, going on with not finishing with the losing record as a head coach. And that was a 13-year streak. He's, he sealed the deal. He won the ninth game. You know, this is 14 years in a row that this man has gone without a losing record. Yeah, sure, the Steelers lose games here and there. They've never started out undefeated. Not this many games. And and they got the most Super Bowls. So so what do we actually think is their potential this year? Me? I thought they were super bowl bound after winning 5 straight. Um, I'm really hoping they drop a game or two here just so that my prediction, you know, can come true. If I were you, I'd take it to Vegas. These guys are making it to the Super Bowl. This team is not even winning things in a flashy way. They're not crushing teams or anything like that. They're barely winning. And when I say barely, some things are going their way. For instance, that Tennessee game. That kicker missing that kick was surprising. You all saw the face that been made after it. That's exactly how I felt inside. Like, wow, they they snuck away with that one. But hey, you know, Mike Tomlin, he's definitely one of the class acts in this league. You know, the Rooney's really got a gem with him. Uh, after Bill Cower, who's also a great coach. So, this is just an organization who really knows how to pick players. They really know how to pick personnel and they know how to win. So, I'm definitely choosing Mike Tomlin. All right, now let's see what else we got here. Next up on the list is Comeback Player of the Year. Now, this one is pretty easy. You know, I'm going to keep throwing my bias out there and I'm I'm just going to put Alex Smith at the top of the list for this one. And I don't know that I'll have too many oppositions against it. The man threw for almost 400 yards in his first start in two years. Um, this team, the Washington football team, that is, just really disappointing last week. Complete mental meltdown in Motown. Okay. Chase Young, Really, bonehead play there at the end. Your team was in it. You got emotional. You got a penalty. It cost us the game. And usually, I don't. I don't really like to do that. You know, it's a team sport with a lot of players and a lot of uh, parts involved. You know, but had he kept his cool, had he not got that 15-yard penalty, you know, we could have. We could have seen Alex pull out his first win in in a couple years, and as a starting quarterback. And, you know, I'm just really rooting for him. Completely, completely proud of everything that he's been through and, and how he persevered and and still wants to be a football player despite that gruesome injury. Um, so, yeah, I'm really rooting for Alex Smith. You know, it's it's no doubt in my mind that he will win that if he continues as the starter in Washington. He's just a smart guy. You know, when he went down, we didn't know if he'd be back i mean he had 17 surgeries okay it took almost 2 years completely for him to get back out there as a starter and and his rehab was was probably i think they said about 9 months so very intensive recovery periods for him coming back out there facing you know some fears i'm sure some doubts um, putting all of that behind him and still being the best player he can be. And I liked what I saw. I was very impressed with how the offense was moving, the play calling, the best I've seen all year for Washington. So that's what it's going to look like with Alex Smith. Sign me up. Okay, so we'll move into these rookie of the years. And since we're on Washington, we can just start with the defensive rookie of the year. And while I just roasted him for making the bonehead play, Chase Young is my number one pick, of course, for Defensive Rookie of the Year. You know, that draft class had a bunch of defensive players and and Chase, the best of them. You know, and I think week one, we saw the potential that he has to to get after these quarterbacks. You know, he's a he's a. Monster athlete, you know, came down with an injury to the groin in late September. So kind of his, um, you know, his speed is affected right now. But but he he's the highest graded rookie defender out there, you know. And he's a, effective in the run game. He's effective in the passing game. Washington has the number one pass defense. So I'm going to just stay right here for a second because, you know, when I heard that a couple weeks ago, I thought it was a joke. But then I heard it th- last week. And that's two weeks in a row. And I just don't know who you guys root for, who your team is. Washington is my team, and I think everybody knows that. Washington is not good. How do we have the number one passing defense? Y'all teams are sorry, bro. Like, that's all I got to say. Get in the comments. Come at me, whatever. But how can the Washington football team have the number one passing defense? That's what's crazy. Alright, I'm done. Alright, I'm done for real. We're gonna move on to the offensive player of the year. Um for me, it's gonna this is a this is a tough one, you know. But honestly. And, I'm, and I'm, going bef- I'm going back and forth between Joe Burrow and the boy out of the Chargers, Justin Herbert. You know, they put him in. You know, Tyrod Taylor is just getting a, a bad couple of years here. You know, keeps getting replaced with players and, and getting his job taken. And I'm, I'm not feeling it, for real. I'm really not feeling it. That's probably the only reason I don't want to pick Justin Herbert. But at the end of the day... He's doing great. You know, he has the Chargers um, in the mix. You know, the, the Chargers, yeah, they had Phillip Rivers last year and for a long time before that. But, you know, and they would win games here or there, but I don't think that we would necessarily call them contenders. And with the Chargers this year, it just has a different feel to it. You know what I'm saying? He started week two. And that was because, you know, Tyrod got hurt um, and then he just took his job. He's got a bunch of touchdowns already. His touchdown interception ratio is great. Um, And he looks like a baby, like he's so young, but he's he's poised and he's he's handling he's handling himself very well. Joe Burrow is out there doing well, too. You know, Cincinnati needs a lot of help. They don't really have the personnel to to take over their division like the Chargers do. Um, so the Chargers are in the mix. They could they could definitely end up in the playoffs thanks to this Justin Herbert guy. And so if everything works out and everything pans out like that, then I think that he will win that award. And that's your midseason awards from me. All right, guys, it's time to try that NFL trivia again. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask a question and the first person to contact me with the right answer will win a gift card of your choice. I'm so thankful for my listeners out there. You guys keep me going. I do this for you. So I want to give back to you guys and I want to interact with the audience. So let's do it. Okay, the question is. When was the last time two teams both scored at least 40 points in a game? Now, that's the question. And, you know, there are a lot of great teams out there and a lot of teams that score a lot of points. However, it's not very often that the both of them have scored 40 points in a game. So if you can tell me. When the last time this happened, you get to pick a gift card of your choice. Please tune into my Instagram story to see what the options are. You can contact this podcast via Instagram or on Twitter at Dirty Cleats Pod. That's D-I-R-T-Y-C-L-E-A-T-S-P-O-D. Good luck. Okay, guys, I think that'll do it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before I get out of here, let me plug my homegirl, Dominique. She's a mobility and flexibility coach. Throughout this episode, we talked about injuries here or there. You know, these are athletes. We are the lay people. So I want you guys to take care of your body because this is our vessel. You know, me being a physical therapist, I'm all about mobility and I'm all about stretching. So hit her up on Instagram. Her handle is underscore queendom, that's underscore Q-U-E-E-N-D-O-M underscore. She does virtual self-stretching and in-home flexibility training. So hit her up, make sure you get those kinks out, very, very important stuff. Thank you again guys for tuning into this podcast. You know how to follow me on Instagram and on Twitter. And remember, keep those cleats dirty. Peace.